This is Marvel 616 Politics, the much-awaited episode 57, with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Doggone Mayo. That's me. I put my arms out when I said my name. Did you? I was like, Jared Mayo, two arms out. Okay, so that's the verbal form of what you did? What did you do? I kind of put my head, hands behind my head like this, so I had my elbows extended. Okay. So I was like, Andy Kirby! Like I was relaxing, like basking. If they were announcing me and wheeling me out in a hospital bed. Yeah, like too cool for school. Right, but with an IV. No, really? Okay. Well, I mean, that's what it... I don't know. Maybe you can't do that with an IV. You can't bend your arms like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We should try. That's what we're going to do this week. <laughs> okay, I know what we're going to do this week. <laughs> <laughs> we're heading to the hospital. How's it going, man? It's going great. Today's been a good day. How about you? Today, I didn't get away for lunch. Uh, it's been super busy, but good nonetheless. Are you famished? I actually I actually had uh, some Campbell's thick and chunky soup that I hide right here in my desk. Oh, did you warm it up? I did, yeah. That's good. I that... did. I, I usually, my go-to is three minutes, but I was in a hurry, so I did two minutes. Uh, was it like lukewarm? No, it was... It was warm enough, but I like to eat food on its way down on the temperature scale. Like, I want to heat it up super hot and then eat it on the way down and wait for it to cool instead of on the way up. Like ice cream? Sure, yeah. I don't like ice cream. So, did you just eat lunch while you were doing work then? No, I just had lunch 20 minutes ago. So, you didn't eat from breakfast until now, dinner time? I didn't have breakfast either, so I did <laughs> from last night is what you were trying to get at there. Whoa, how did you do that? How are you not hungry? I'm not. Well, I had I had Campbell's thick and chunky. I don't know. I don't know. I had a Monster Energy drink, so. <gasps> That's disgusting. I know. I know. And I know you sell better energy drinks. I'm well aware of this. And it's I just somebody handed it to me. Then you punch them in the face when they do that. Kata! No thanks. Smack it out of their hand and then hit them in the face with it. What? Wait, pick it up off the ground and hit them? Yeah, you pick it up and then backhand them with it. Wait, why? To let them know how gross it is. I, I you know what? On my last trip when I was driving to San and to Oklahoma, I don't know where I was going. San Antonio. <laughs> um, I tried like an amp or a rock star, and oh. those were disgusting. Those were really gross. Andy, yeah. you're like my best friend, and you are you're like supporting the rival. No, 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 no. I'm not supporting anyone. I'm trying all my options. I have to try from you. I know, I know. <sighs> so sad. I know, but well, now... this concludes the Marvel Six One Six Politics Podcast. <laughs> Wait, today's episode or? Yep, we're all done. <laughs> okay. Go hey, speaking of wonderful things that have happened to you, how was the concert? <laughs> what well, this is not on the agenda of things to talk about. I know, but wait, you don't <laughs> want to talk about it? 
I went to the Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even know they were still a group, man. <laughs> Backstreet's back. All right. Uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my wife is one of their biggest fans. Is she? Did she meet them on Oprah? No, she's not that. She's not rabid. Oh, okay. Okay. She tries to pretend. She always compares it. Like, because to, to go back, to do meet and greets for like $1,000 or something. And she's like, you'd do it if it was Tina. And I said, yeah, but it's not. $1,000? Yeah, it's like you have to buy a year membership and it's a monthly billing and then you get buy these tickets and it was just ridiculous. And so I she can't. She cannot relate her fanaticism of the Backstreet Boys to mine of Tina, but she tries. I understand. So which Backstreet Boy is her favorite? Uh, I think she likes Brian. Okay, I don't know who that is, but is he the, more the clean-cut individual? Yeah, he, he's the one that actually did a couple Christian albums. Oh! I... Yeah, he, he had a really good Christian album uh, that we, we, we picked up, and they play him on K-Love sometimes. It was, it was a really good... That one was decent. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I don't know many Christian bands that I even can tolerate. Well, he's by himself, and Backstreet Boys definitely aren't a Christian band. Okay. But uh, we had 16th row center, not center, a little bit to the right, so it was very good. She got some good video. Wait, and... wait how big was the venue? <clears throat> um, It was Riverbend, and I would say maybe 12,000, 10,000. And you were in the 16th row? How'd you get that? Well, we just we just believe that we are blessed and highly favored, and things happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we got good tickets, and her uh, her two sisters and my brother-in-law came along. They were farther back, though. They're not as blessed and highly favored. Obviously but... <laughs> not. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, let me ask you this. what is Who is your favorite Backstreet Boy? I don't think I have a favorite. They're just... They're, I don't think I have a favorite. I think if I picked one, it'd be Kevin. He's kind of older. He's the oldest one. He's a little more mature. So, <laughs> I, I don't, don't have one. <laughs> I, I'm really trying not to laugh. <laughs> I don't have one. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> Kevin, you know, he's more mature. <laughs> <laughs> older than everybody else he's like the grandpa on the group <laughs> well i was talking to i was talking to some of the ladies at work when i found out you were going to this concert and <laughs> and i was like you you know like back from the 90s and they were like they are not from the 90s i was like yes like 97 was their big year and i was like that that's almost 20 years ago that's 15 years ago and they're like no that's why they went on tour. It was their 20th anniversary tour. See, oh, wow. Wow. Can you imagine working with the same people for 20 years? <laughs> no, I've never had a job that long. <laughs> I I'm, I can't even imagine being married that long. <laughs> We've got a few more before you cut ties with that. <laughs> and I, is it seven or eight years for you? Nine, man. Or nine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, or, or nine, yeah. Yeah, how old are your kids? That's what we need to figure out for you. Exactly. Felicity's eight, therefore it's been eight eight years, nine months. <laughs> <laughs> really? Was Felicity a honeymoon baby? Yes, we've talked about this. Oh, oh we have. 
Dude, you know how the memory goes. Dude, we were we were together, the two of us, for, you know, a few hours until it was the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie obviously doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> That's funny. You're right. We did talk about that. I have to go back and listen to that podcast. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of concerts. You what? Speaking of concerts, I got tickets, a ticket, to go to a concert in February. Neutral Milk Hotel is getting back together. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you're laughing. Neutral Hoke Hotel? Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> Who the heck are they? Neutral Milk Hotel is a, like a folk band from... Uh, Louisiana from Ruston. Oh, what was I thinking? I forgot about. That. I went and saw. <laughs> anyway, they broke up. It's part of uh, the Elephant Six Collective. I don't know if you're familiar, but I saw them oh. for their for their uh, Christmas tour. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it was fantastic. Um, you had Julian Coster on the saw and the banjo. <laughs> it's I don't like again. I don't know why you're laughing. Um. <laughs> You, we got to meet some of the band members and everything. And then after that, the only guy that wasn't there was Jeff Mangum, the lead singer from Neutral Milk Hotel. And they didn't play any uh, hotel songs. They only played their other bands, which are uh, the Gerbils, uh, Apples and Stereo, Beulah. Um, oh, man, was it? Olivia Tremor Control. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Played all their music and didn't play any Neutral Milk Hotel. And I don't have to tell you, Holland 1945 is one of the best songs in the world. Yeah, yeah. So um, then I went and saw Jeff Mangum. He was playing solo. I saw him at the same venue um, probably a year later. And that was amazing. And so now they're going to be back together. And they were selling tickets. They're already sold out, I think. And so it's fantastic. That's in Feb- February 20th, you know where I'll be. Well, now, how big is this venue? Is it like a school gymnasium or... The other venue was about that size, yeah. Okay. So, so this one, though, is like the people. Civic Theater, so it should be, you know, at least three times as big as that. So they're thinking, like, what, 25, 30 people are going to be there? No, it was packed <laughs> out, man. <laughs> You've never heard of Neutral Milk Hotel? Like, seriously? Seriously, or those weird hamster gerbil apples, none of that stuff. Apples in stereo? Like Olympia Tremor Control? I feel like we're in an alternate dimension or something. I've never heard of these people. How did you hear about these people playing Saul's? Um, they're... I, I don't know. Uh, just around. I mean, a... uh, The Aeroplane Over the Sea is one of the best indie albums of you know the late... The late 90s, I think. So I'm not going to like turn on the radio and hear these guys? Yeah, satellite radio, maybe. Okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I was no trying to make fun of you. I just kind of don't know these weird names. So. No, that's fine. That's fine. But it's great. They got you know they have the, the, um, the horn section with the tuba and the trumpets and then the saw and then the banjo and the guitar. It's good. Are you more of a folksy music kind of guy? Um, I, I really love my nineties music. My Pandora station is all nineties. So, 
Like 90s pop? I don't know what... No, 90s alternative. Oh, okay. Like okay. Third Eye Blind and Bush and... Gotcha. Semisonic. But now this this band does not sound like that kind of, kind of music. They sound like a really indie type version of that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You gotta check it out, man. I I usually if you recommend something, I'm willing to check it out. You just try Aeroplane Over the Sea and uh, Holland 1945. Look those up on YouTube. It's really good. All right. As long as we're just not doing John Mangum awards at the end. We'll <laughs> okay. Whatever. John Mangum. That sounds like a fame, like something I would know, like an actor. Jeff. Jeff Mangum. Who's he? Did I say John? I meant Jeff. Jeff Mangum. Well, who's John Mangum? I don't know. There's a there's a Mangum somewhere that's famous. Do you do you watch uh do you watch Parks and Recreation? No. Okay, they mentioned Jeff Mangum on there. Mangum? Are you sure there's not an, a comic book person that's a Mangum? Like a writer? No, I don't think there is. Mm, I have to look it up. Okay. Anyway, so that's what's going on with me. We hey. both have interesting stuff going on about our job. Should we talk about that? Is that interesting? No. Yes? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think people... I don't know what people think is interesting. That's true. Yeah, 57 episodes, you know. But our, who cares? Our popularity has waxed and waned. <laughs> we just... That's why our podcast is different. <laughs> it is different. I'll tell you that. Hey, how about this? Our bunnies had their second litter, the, the one mom. So we had a litter of rabbits born, and uh, I think six were born, and we're down to three. What happened to the other three? Uh, two passed away. One got stuck underneath the water bowl. Like uh, a drinking water bowl? Yeah. And it died? Yeah. How heavy is the water bowl? No, no, no. Well, I mean, it stuck behind it. It couldn't get back to its mom. Mm. Yeah. And then the the I, the... the Fifth, the sixth one, I, I'm i pretty sure that she ate it. The mom ate her baby? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is that normal? Uh, it's normal for the first litter. So this is her second. So I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to... I think I'm going to have to just build bigger cages and everything. So. Rabbits eat their babies? Yeah, they don't know what's going on, man. Who? The rabbits. They're just like, what? 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 What is this? Is this food? What? Yeah. Oh, we need to. We need like some rabbit counselors or something. Yeah, I know. It's bad. It's bad. And they're gross, man. The babies. Oh, oh, they're gross. They don't have any fur right now. It, now, so how many rabbits do you have total? Okay, well, if you count the babies, I haven't been home yet. But if you count the babies, they got six total. Because rabbits multiply quickly, right? Well, it's 28 to 31 days of gestation period, so yes. So, but this heat this heat is, is killing them down here, man. As soon as it starts to warm up, or cool down, I mean, they'll start to heat up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, uh, is it super hot down there? Oh, yeah, man. It's like, it's like 95 every day with humidity oh. in the high 80s, 90s. Oh, no. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I know I don't. Anyway, this is a comic book podcast. Uh, this well, is hey, I have, a funny, I have a funny animal story, too. Oh, okay, okay, go, go. You yes. had a funny animal story. We what? had lunch with some friends, and 
his job is to test pharmaceutical drugs on animals. <laughs> <laughs> so for far, he doesn't sound like a superhero. Well, he works for the FDA. That's his his job. They test them on the animals to see what they do in the human. Right. And they have it's here in Ohio, and they have monkeys. And some of the they test some of the stuff on monkeys. And he said that they treat the monkeys awesome. They they let them watch Disney movies and eat popcorn all day. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you? I had no clue. Is he pulling your leg? No, he he said that they love to watch Disney movies, and for their snack they get popcorn. So they'll sit in front of the Disney movie and watch it and eat popcorn, and they're just like enthralled with the Disney movie. Like what? which one? Like, did you ever see Toby Tyler? Because there was a monkey in that, Mr. Stubbs. <laughs> no, I've not even heard of that one. <laughs> he got shot from a tree, man. I, I'm thinking that's probably like Aladdin and Little Mermaid. Oh, the animated stuff. Got it. Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably not like Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon. That's a classic. Oh, man, I love I'll be your candle on the water. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. And Jennifer, she doesn't even seem interested in watching it. She's never seen it? No, uh-uh. You know what? I'd bet Jackie hasn't either. We should get together and the four of us watch Pete's Dragon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that's, that sounds great. I'll be right up. <laughs> okay. You know what? I grew up next to... I went to school next to a primate center down here in Louisiana. And like when the monkeys got out, they went to the playground. That's where they went to. They were just like, I'm free. Let's go swing on the monkey bars. Really? Yes, really. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think they treated them as well, you know, because it was like a disease center. So. I went to yeah. the school where, you know, Outbreak was filmed pretty much. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think Renee Russo was so hot. And now she's Thor's mother, Frigga. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, our tastes have changed. <laughs> Too bad for Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart, was she in that? No, but that's who I had a crush on when I was a kid. Oh, Clarissa explains it all. Oh, she does. She explains everything. But they didn't explain that. <laughs> didn't explain what? I think you know what I'm talking about. That thing was never discussed. <laughs> okay, let's... But that's what... But you know, shows were so much more innocent now. Then, then, <laughs> not, not now. Talk. I I don't like this discussion. <laughs> we're talking about the bunny rabbits heating up. And we're talking... <laughs> let's let's go ahead and skip this. This is Marvel Six One Six Politics. It's a comic book podcast. You can find us online at Marvel Six One Six Politics dot com. Email us at Marvel Six One Six Politics at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at Six One Six Politics. You can also give us a call and leave us a voicemail, which we will play on air uh, with any questions, comments, witty things you want to say, witty interjections, uh, at 616-755-TINA. But the best place to reach us is on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Preach it. So uh, we also are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. They uh, pre-order all your single issues, um, 
I'm opening up the spreadsheet. They got some deals this month, buddy. So go to dcbservice.com and you will be able to order all your uh, singles and your trades over at InStock Trades as well for 35, 40, 50% off. Dude. That infinity, infinity number one, yeah. this that comes out this Wednesday was 50% off on their site. That's awesome. They have great, great deals. And I, I used them last week to order, two weeks ago, to order. Oh, we also have a discount code. Fuse Marble Pole 8. So M A R V E L P O L 8. Yep, off your you first can... order, you get 8% off. Yep, it's an additional 8% off. So that's so, fantastic. Yeah, and so I ordered. They they have toys too, and I'm a big Marvel Legends guy. So I was I had ordered the newest Wolverine Marvel Legends from another competitor, and then I was like, well, duh, I need to use my own sponsor, and we've got this discount coupon. So I got on by ordering through DCBService.com. I saved twenty one dollars. It was great. I got a, a basically a figure and a half for free. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and they had all those these deals with trades, and they had like some Marvel trades, like sixty or seventy percent off. Like, oh my gosh, I need to just order these and put my credit card away quickly. Um, they also have a, a an eBay um, listing under Cameron Merkler. That's C A M E R O N M E R K L E R. Cameron Merkler. He's the owner founder, along with Christina over there, and um, they're putting stuff uh, every day on eBay. Um, so not only do, are they giving all these discounts and everything, but, uh, they're doing the eBay bidding auction thing as well. So you could get it much, much cheaper. I now I did not know that. Yeah, That's... no, I just found that out as well. Yeah. They have great customer service. So definitely check them out. DCBService.com. Yep. We want to thank them for their continued sponsorship. Uh, what else you got, buddy? We also are sponsored by... Community Retail Partnership, and they are at crpsavings.com. They're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash community retail partnership. Basically what they do is they're, they're a group purchasing program through Office Depot, and by getting a membership with Community Retail Partnership, you can save up to some items 80% um, off going into the retail store or ordering online by just having this membership. It's kind of like a, a Costco or Sam's Club card, but for Office Depot. So definitely check those at them out. I know my church uses that service and uh, the housing association I live in, um, they also use the service as well. And I use the service too. So it, it's a great, great, great uh, business community retail partnership. Um, and also, of course, uh, we want you to, or I want you to go to comiccodes.com. Uh, they're not a sponsor of our show, but it's really, it's my website. So it's fantastic. <laughs> Um, if you like to collect uh, a certain amount of comics and then read the rest of them, with the, what you can do is comiccodes.com is go in. Let's say you buy Avengers and all new X-Men and you like to read new Avengers and Uncanny X-Men, but you don't need to have the physical copy. You're not addicted to those titles. Uh, go to comiccodes.com, enter the digital code for the one you bought, and then swap it with a digital code of the one you want to read. Um, we got... I think we're up to a thousand codes swapped already, and well, yeah, so it's uh it's doing pretty well. Um, 
And a lot of people keep emailing me because you can you can have feedback or requests on there. And a lot of people are like, hey, I want to catch up on the whole, you know, the whole Secret Avengers run from back when they started digital codes. Is anybody putting them on? I, I'll, I'll try to find them for you and everything. So we got a lot of good customer feedback and uh, a lot of people saying some good stuff over there. That's awesome. I knew it was doing really well, but I didn't talk to you for a little while. I, that's great. A thousand codes. Yeah, man. <laughs> More every week. I try to put up. I, I try to put up at least my new codes uh, Wednesday afternoon, the day I get the books. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You ready to hit some topics? Let's do some. Uh, do some state of the union. Yes. Let's punch them. Let's do it. Punch it. The state of our union. That's fantastic. Where you punch it? Is that what you were saying? Punch yeah. them? Punch it, punch it in the face, beat it, I don't know, karate chop. Oh. Any form of hand violence is awesome. Okay, got it. Hand violence. Right. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Immortal iron fist it. Yeah. Sure. Why not? You know. All right. We got some topics. State of the Union. We're gonna talk. We're gonna hit these. Uh, we haven't talked in a long time, man. We haven't recorded since Wolverine came out. We haven't recorded since San Diego. Yeah, I think the last time we recorded was when Ghost Rider Two came out. No, I don't think that that's accurate. No. It was before Man of Steel, though. Did you go see that movie? I did. We saw it at the drive-in. Oh yeah. I know. We're not gonna talk about it. It's not Marvel Six One Six. But did you enjoy it? Uh, it was like a five probably for me, five out of ten. Okay, that's a great lead into Wolverine. What was that? Wait, did you see it? Did you see Man of Steel? Yeah, I did. What What did you get? Think? Oh, I thought it was like a seven, seven point five. Okay, okay. I liked it. The guy who played Zod and Kevin Costner made that movie for me. Without them, it wouldn't have been that good. And Russell Crowe. Uh, I he he just no. stood there, man. <laughs> but I felt his his pain. I felt his his dis- I don't want to talk about Superman. No, I know. I was wondering why you were going into this. I wasn't. Russell Crowe was was originally going to be Wolverine. Did you hear about that? No. What? They, he he wanted to be Wolverine back in 2000 when they were were casting for X Men. But he wanted to play Wolverine bald. Why? So they said, uh, no thanks. <laughs> they wanted to play him bald? Yes, he wanted to be Wolverine, but he wanted to do it bald. Why? And they're like, ain't nobody got time for that. That's where that originally came from. It wasn't Sweet Brown. It was because Russell Crowe had a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wolverine, what would you give that movie? I would give that... An eight and a half or nine. Whoa, what? You must have hated it. <laughs> no, no, I didn't hate it, but I give it a solid five. <laughs> solid five. <laughs> why, okay, why would you give it a five? It wasn't, I mean, it was, uh, act two was so boring and long and drawn out. And it was, the choreography on the fighting wasn't impressive. It wasn't. I mean, it was just him slashing, and I don't know. You know, it was like it was like when you're reading an Avengers comic, 
and you're like, yeah, Wolverine's pretty ineffective because <laughs> Avengers don't kill. And when he's fighting among other people, they're not killing everybody unless it's robots. So you're kind of like, ah, I don't care about the panels with Wolverine because he's not doing much damage. He's holding back. It's not when you're reading Jason Aaron's Wolverine title where it's like, oh my goodness, he's gonna, he's losing it. He's gonna just go off and, and it's gonna be a bloodbath. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I'm watching this movie and he's like throwing people around with the claws and everything, it's the same as any other action movie I've ever seen. You know, he's not, it's nothing special. He's not losing it. It's nothing like I look at, I look at Wolverine and Punisher as, as like very similar characters. So yeah, it's very tough to do a PG 13 Wolverine movie, especially with all his anger and everything. And there wasn't enough story there for me. Okay. So, you know, I mean, it was all right, but the middle part was slow and, and it, and it was weird because it turned out, who do you trust? No one. Everyone's a bad guy. Except for the two girls. That's it. Yeah, Yukio wasn't bad. I know, but it's like, ooh, this guy's kind of working for them, but he's he's protecting her. And and then all of a sudden you find out at the end, it's like, oh, you really can't trust anybody. Everybody was evil for their own reasons. But yeah, but that's kind of, it was, it's kind of like the Japanese mob. I guess. I never liked the Wolverine Japanese. Japan stuff, so maybe I didn't too. either. I I've never liked that stuff. Tell but. me what tell me what you like about the movie. Well, I thought it was a good take on it because it wasn't like see, you and I have talked about this before, but you know, when Marvel makes a movie under Marvel, I expect it to be like the comic book. That's why Iron Man three just threw me for a loop. <laughs> but when Fox or Sony make a Marvel movie, I know that they don't really have that, that maybe the care, I don't know if care is the right word, but they don't have the vested interest in the backstory of the characters that Marvel has. So when I watch those movies, I can, X-Men and Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, I can turn off my Marvel lenses and be like, oh, this is just a superhero movie. This isn't really my X-Men or my Fantastic Four or Spider-Man. So that's what I did with Wolverine and just knowing that, yeah, it's not going to follow what the comic book was like and there's going to be changes and things are going to be different. You know, Viper was not the Viper that I know. And Silver Samurai is not a robot that keeps an old man alive. And, and you know, there were added characters and, and things like that. So I think I was able to just appreciate it for being a really cool superhero movie about comic books that kind of follow a little bit of the story, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Well, so, let, me, let me ask you this question, okay? Did they make that first girl so ugly in order to highlight how beautiful the second girl was? What are you talking about? She is, that first girl, she looked like an alien. Yukio with red hair? Yeah. Aw, Andy. Is that not, I mean, did you think she was attractive looking? Well, I didn't think she was ugly. Oh, man, I was like... I started wondering, like, her and Viper, I was like, why aren't they using, you know, usually when you use an actress, you want her to be aesthetically pleasing, right? <laughs> I didn't think she wasn't unesthetically pleasing. <laughs> really? <'Cause>... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, she was supposed to be the tougher ninja warrior taken from 
being a peasant into being Mariko's companion. She looks exactly like how Greg Land is uh, is drawing the alien greys in the Iron Man. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) You need to pray. (laughs) I just... I... Hey, I apologize. I thought that would be the... (laughs) The normal feeling across the board. <laughs> she was one of my favorite parts. I thought she was just kick butt, didn't take names. I mean, she was Wolverine's bodyguard, like she said. You know, I thought that stuff was really cool. And I loved Mariko. I thought Mariko was awesome. I hated Viper, but otherwise. Yeah, Viper kind of huh? gross. What now? Viper was kind of gross. Yeah, she's nasty. Now, let me ask you this. Like, the one thing, when I was watching this movie, the the one thing in Act 2 that stuck out to me, you know, when they're falling in love or whatever, mm-hmm. all I could think of was, this would never work. He's like 100 years old, and she's like, you know, 21. <laughs> like, it, it just didn't make sense to me that, you know, like, how does physical, his physical appearance somehow stop and aging, and then it just not matter. But that's how it is in the comics. I guess so, but I never realized it. I mean, he looks like... If Jackie was really 100 years old, but looked like she does now, you wouldn't have a problem with that. I guess that's true. Right? Yeah. And you'd probably be excited, like, because when you're 80, she's still married to you and still looks like she's 30. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean they weren't getting married. Where's see that's the one thing like the whole he was she was upset that she had an arranged marriage because she loved this other guy. But then she was with Wolverine who mm-hmm. is really old and she knows that. And eventually when she meets her other guy she's like, ah, "I don't love him anymore because I don't like what he stands for." I mean it just it didn't seem like a struggle or anything. It's it it felt very superficial. Well, that's just how Mariko was. She's just superficial. But, I mean, people are allowed to have character flaws, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. Of course I'm right. So Of course! <laughs> I just took it for what it's... I thought the first scene with the atomic explosion was amazing. I oh, agree. Oh 100%. I, I agree 100%. Oh, love that. And then, did you, you stayed for after the credits, right? Yes. Okay. And that yeah. actually got me excited to see this next one. Oh, me too. <laughs> now, did you read uh, the Brian K. Vaughn story where it was a three-issue mini, I think, about Wolverine in, in uh, the the prison camp, prisoner of war camp? Mm-mm, no. So you, I mean, cause did you know that that atomic bomb thing was in the comics? No, uh-uh. Okay. I forget what it's called, the limited series, but I think it's Wolverine Hiroshima or something. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. But it was in Nagasaki, so I I don't know. I don't know what it was called. Yeah, I usually pass on those Wolverine miniseries because I know they never, they typically, I guess except for now, ever matter. (laughs) (laughs) They they never matter except if I had known it. Yeah, okay. I guess it was all right. It's just... You know, the train scene and him losing his power and, I don't know, wasn't my cup of tea. 
Oh, I like the train scene. See, I wanted him full force, totally able to handle himself. I wanted him to, you know, like a million people coming at him and him just raging and taking them all out. Yeah, like he could have, he definitely should have done that when in the third act when he's going to the the mountain and they're shooting the arrows in his back, you know? Yeah. He should just went turned around and killed them all first and then went up the mountain. That would have been cool. Right, right. Yeah, you know, whatever. But did Mark Millar help with this one? Because I know he's yeah. helping the Fox universe. Yeah, he said this is kind of the kickoff to their version of the shared universe. Yeah, well, what do you expect from Mark Millar, right? Yeah, expectations aren't too high. <clears throat> but what if we, he uh, lost his powers then? <laughs> fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. And they've got an X-Force movie coming out, you know? Yeah, let's talk about that. All right, talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what have you heard? I mean, it's going to be, is, is Deadpool going to be in it? I think the two that we can count on are Deadpool and Cable. I think those are for sure. But the other three characters, we don't know. It's a five-person team? Yeah, they said there's going to be five people. Doesn't mean that there aren't going to be other characters in the movie, but the, the team's going to be five. And he said that he likes the old X-Force. He likes the new X-Force. But he doesn't really care for the Ecstatics. So I think those are the only ones that we can really eliminate. Oh, the the Ecstatics would not work in this type of movie. No, no not at all. Not at all. But who Who said they don't like the Ecstatics? The the guy that's writing it. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's no. Writing the movie. What? I don't want to see Dupe on the big screen. No, no. But today, a report just came out that Wolverine has been off that Wolverine, <laughs> that Hugh Jackman has been offered $100 million for four more appearances as Wolverine. Four more appearances? Well, yeah, four more movies as Wolverine. So yeah. if that's true, I wouldn't put it past Fox or Mark to put Wolverine on X-Force 2, you know? Wow. Wow, a hundred million dollars. Okay, so who who would your lineup be? I'm old school. I love the new X Force, but I really love the old X Force. I loved Cannonball and Domino and Richter and Shatterstar and Siren and Warpath and Boom Boom and Sunspot and Feral. I loved that. I just picked up all the the trades of that a couple weeks ago. I just got the whole set, and I just love reading those guys. But I really loved. Yost's X-Force 2. I thought that was just brilliant. So yeah. I'm really torn. <laughs> I don't want Deadpool. He's the only one I don't want, and I'm sure he's the one that's set in stone going to be there. Uh, I don't know if we can count on a Deadpool. If they try to develop him into his own movie, then they might save him. Well, but I'm thinking maybe Deadpool might be the villain, the anti-villain of the movie, possibly. Maybe he won't be on the team. Maybe. That'd be cool. But who would you want? Because you're, you're not... A super big X guy, but you did read X Force, right? Right. I think I would want to go with the Kyle and Yost lineup of, um, I would want Cable, Domino. Well, I know the Cable wasn't on on their team, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but still, Cable, Domino, Warpath. I think Wolverine would be cool. Um, and then one more, maybe. Colossus or or Sunspot is Col was Colossus ever on the team? He's on the team now. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Marvel now. Uh, maybe Psylocke. 
I don't know. Phantom X. I would love to see Phantom X. Oh, Phantom X. What a tool. (laughs) 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 You know, that could be very well if they're going to go with the Wolverine angle to kind of explore that thing. Yeah. Phantom X could very well be Phantom X, Wolverine, Deadpool, Cable, and Domino or Psylocke could be the team. I would just love to see Cable. Cable is so no-nonsense, and he's just all about getting the job done, and he doesn't care what the politics are in the X-universe. He could care less. You know, yeah. he's, he's there like, to make the future better as he sees it, and he's the boss. I love that. <laughs> I didn't realize you liked Cable that much. Oh, I really do. I, I mean, he's he's not a very, as, as far as I've read, he's not a very deep character, but I like um, exaggerating that one aspect of a character and saying, okay, all right, Wolverine, Scott, you guys fight it out. I don't care. I'm going to go do this. And like when Scott went, I think in Cable and X-Force number, what, eight or something, or eight or nine, where Scott's talking to him, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, get out of my way. I have to go, you know, like, yeah. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're my father or whatever. Get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. That's how you talk to your dad, isn't it? (laughs) I don't care if you birthed me. That's right. I'll punch you, slap your karate chopper, and fist punch you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Should we talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy? We're going slow. Should we talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer or skip it? I... It was. I thought it was cool. Did you get a chance to see it? I did. I didn't really get to see what was going on. I mean, they looked like the the characters did okay, but I couldn't figure out what was happening. Well, I saved it to my computer. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. So if you want me to share it with you, I can share it with you. Throw it in the Dropbox. I also got the X-Men Days of Future Past trailer, too. Throw that in the Dropbox! It was on YouTube, and they took it down in like two seconds, so I'll put it in the Dropbox for you. <laughs> okay. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay, I won't tell anyone. All right, Good what do you think? we only have in- 1,200 listeners. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. And all of them are so caught up. I mean, we'll probably get, you know, NDA before, before anybody downloads this podcast. Who's NDA? Non-disclosure agreement. Oh, I know about those. <laughs> oh, do you freezer burn? <laughs> burn. Freezer burn. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> All right, what do you what do you think about Inhumans getting their own book? I think that is the catalyst for Marvel making movies with mutants. With mutants? To explain away how people get powers in the Marvel movies, they're going to call them Inhumans. And they're going to say that's how they got them, because Marvel cannot use the word mutant. What? And that is how Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are going to have powers in the Avengers 2 movie. Are you serious that they are not allowed to say mutant? No, Fox has that. That's terrible. And so so you think they're bringing this back... So that they can explain in Avengers 2? I, I do. And because Inhumans is going to be, after Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe Inhumans is going to be their third their third or fourth big franchise. Wow. What makes you say that? 
how else are you going to explain Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch having powers with the, with them not being able to be mutants? Because then humans are basically mutants. It's just a different word for mutants. So I think, and why would the Inhumans be showing up now? No one has cared about them for since Jack Kirby created them. Why? Why the big push now? When and unless we, it's because we've got something going on with the movie. Maybe, but they kind of dovetail into Hickman's Avengers run and F and Fantastic Four FF runs. But they've never been something that's a huge thing to be reckoned with. You All say right, well let's humans, no let's talk knows. about let's talk about the book in general. Do you think Fraction will do a good job with the book? I'm gonna wait, and we'll find out. <laughs> what do you think? Are you interested in? I'm interested in the art. Who's on art? Wasn't that Joe? Joe Mad? Didn't he draw that cover? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I saw that cover and I was like, ooh, I want to read this. Okay. Well, usually when Fraction writes a team book, I mean, it suffers. Now, yeah. this is going to be... I heard this described as like uh, Game of Thrones for the Marvel Universe. So it's going to be a lot of different characters coming in and out. And then we're going to find out that a lot of people are inhumans that weren't that we didn't know were in humans is that correct that could be i mean that would jive with what you're saying about the avengers movie well and, just from the art that's what it looks like like they're in, in humans walking among us and we don't know it i don't like that idea i hope they don't that's gonna be hard to retcon if it doesn't turn out well it, but is it how is it different than mutants though well, you're coming back and you're saying i mean how many people are gonna be left how many normal people are gonna be left <laughs> We got all the radioactive heroes, we got the mutants, and we have the inhumans, and now Earth doesn't isn't inhabited by any humans. And that's what Joe Quesada tried to fix. You know, with no more mutants. And it fixed it for a while, but now the cat's getting it back out of the bag. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like where the history of the Marvel Universe is going. Yeah, the history. Yeah. They're kind of forgetting a lot of the past. Yeah. All right, what do you think about a Punisher two-issue series by Mark Guggenheim, The Trial of the Punisher? Talk to me. What are your thoughts? Okay, those are my thoughts. Mark Guggenheim has not written for Marvel in quite some time. He wrote Blade. He was uh, he was on the Spider books from Brand New Day. Um, I wasn't a fan of his. He wasn't bad, but it just wasn't my my thing. Why are why are they having a two issue miniseries for the Punisher? Like that doesn't make sense. It would have to be a, a wonderful pitch, unless they're setting something up, which I, I I don't know what they would be doing. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's because the Punisher is an inhuman. I hope not. Don't say that. <laughs> well, do you remember when he was he was a ghost killer, and then he came back for a few years, and then he became. Frankencastle, and now he's an Inhuman. Uh, I, it sounds like a follow-up to Rucka's Punisher vs. Avengers, or Avengers vs. Punisher, but they couldn't get Rucka to write it because they ticked him off so much. That's what it sounds like. What do you, what do you mean they ticked him off? Oh, yeah, man. They took Punisher away from him. They said, oh, your series has to end because he's going to be on the Thunderbolts team. And did he did he like come out and say he was mad or what? Yes, he did. He said, "I'm not working for the big two anymore, or at least Marvel." But he uh, because he his Punisher run, I think was 
12 to 18 issues, and then it was uh, issues 1 through 6 on Avengers vs. Punisher. He had to hurry up and finish what he was doing to get it done in time before Marvel now relaunched with Daniel Way's Thunderbolts because he was on the team. And they have I, I was so sad at how Way used Punisher. He didn't use them all that well. He could have stayed in Rucka's run. It was a fantastic run. It was the best 616 Punisher I've ever read. Really? I didn't realize it was that good. Oh yeah, it was it was top notch. So this seems like I think he ended up in custody at the end of it. So this sounds like uh it it uh, a wrap up of that, but I mean he's out in the open in the in the Thunderbolts, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, where in continuity does this fit? It just seems unnecessary. So, uh, have you heard anything about these uh, next two things? The Phantom X Max series and then um, Marvel Knights Spider-Man and X-Men books? Have you heard anything about those? I, I mean, I just read the press releases, really, because nothing really... I mean, the, the X-Men Max series is Wolverine, Shadowcat, and Rogue. Boring team, who cares? And it's a Max series, so it won't count. It's a Max series? It's not a, a Marvel Knights series? Marvel Knights series, I'm sorry. Hey, did you change your sound somehow? I'm I moved upstairs. Oh, okay, all right. I'm not. I've been muting you. I'm not quite in position yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so feel free to talk about these series right now. Oh goodness. Okay, I don't know anything about these series. I have them on the list. Okay, let's. Uh, when you get into position, you can talk about this. But I wanted to talk about the share your universe marketing strategy they cr- tried too. Everybody, or I at least, thought that this was like, you know, is it going to be a digital thing where you can share your comics somehow? But it turned out just like, hey, make it accessible for the younger. Pick somebody and share the comics with so they can have the heroes that you love also. And maybe they'll start to pick up books for younger readership as well. And I think Hulk Agents of Smash tied into this, the Spider-Man cartoon, and then the Avengers Assemble cartoon also tied into this. It was a big letdown. Am I missing anything? Am I totally wrong what the Share Your Universe was? Yeah, it was kind of just a big flop, I, I felt. Uh, I mean, maybe it's not over yet, but at first when I heard it, the first thing I ca- thought of was comic codes. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> there goes Andy's business. <laughs> but, I mean, they put the the whole logo on everything from... Like the last issue of Uncanny X Force, which was inappropriate for me as a thirty-year-old man to even read. <laughs> like, you can't put this share that your universe for for kids on this stuff. Right, right. It's definitely not allowed in Russia. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I I thought it was gonna be something cool, like some kind of interactive share your universe where you could like make your own comics with the marvel characters and then have a place to upload them and share them with other people to see oh, dude that would be awesome that's yeah, I, fantastic I, I thought it'd be fun they did something when superhero squad came out where they had some comic book templates on marvel.com and you had like 40 different characters to choose from but they were they were static positions and you could make the backgrounds and type in word bubbles and stuff and I thought maybe that's what the Sherry universe was going to be, but not Superhero Squad. It was going to be for grown-ups and kind of like make your own Marvel motion comic and share it with other people. 
that would have been like the bee's knees. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That is good. But instead, it wasn't. <laughs> Dude, your sound totally changed. Now you're cracking and everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, better? A little bit. I don't know what you're doing over there. You. I haven't moved. Okay. All right. All right. All right. What do you think? <laughs> What do you what do you know about this amazing X Men book uh, by Jason Aaron? The X Men battle Azazel to get Nightcrawler back. That's what I know. So it's for sure Azazel for for the first story arc. It's what it looks like. It looks like Wolverine assembles the 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 teachers of the school: Beast, Storm, Phoenix, Wolverine. And uh, maybe Shadowcat to go and save Nightcrawler. Do you think that this is going to affect the Wolverine and the X-Men book? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that's it's basically just an offshoot of that, like all new X-Men is. It's just Wolverine and the X-Men in different capacities. Do you think that some title is going to get canceled to make room for this? Or do you think Jason Aaron's going to come off of a book that he's currently writing? Is this like an interview? I'm really interested in what you know about this book. Oh, I mean, I don't know much more than what's been put out there, but I think it's basically just a bringing Nightcrawler back to the foray, and I think they'll probably have a direction for the first 12 issues and then not sure where to go after that, like a lot of the X-Men books. That's a shame. I, so, I mean, that's what I'm, my guess is. I, I Are they canceling Astonishing? Do you know? Yes. Okay, so this might take the place of Astonishing, then. That'd be great. Now, probably... in, in the past, I think Amazing has been, or Amazing Adventures, I guess, have been uh, more younger audiences, but I guess this, what do you think? What's the target age group for this? I think it'll fit in with the regular 616 stuff. Yeah, I can see that. What What do you think about it? Man, I, I, I was really trying to get information. I, I really don't know. I... I was wondering if uh, what was going to be canceled to make way for another X-Men book. Because I think they, they have a quota that they like to si stick to, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think that for Spider-Man, um, they do the same thing, even though they kind of hide them. Like Venom is a Spider-Man title, and Scarlet yeah. Spider is a Spider-Man title. They just say, okay, we want this many Spider-Man books, you know? So I picked up a Scarlet Sc Spider action figure this week and thought about you. Which which Scarlet Spider? The current uniform costume yeah. or? Yeah, the current one. They just is, made him. Is it cool? Yeah, it's it's a repaint of an earlier Spider Man, but it fits perfectly and part of the Rocket Raccoon Build a Figure series. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess that's it on this. Do you want to talk about the the web comics? I wanted to know your opinion on the weekly web comics because I think Jason Aaron's writing the Wolverine one too, right? Well, I actually wanted to stay on Amazing X-Men for just a second and find out. I wasn't sure if you were a big fan of Nightcrawler. What do you think about him coming back and the whole death thing? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't. I think I, I got to know Nightcrawler during Brubaker's run. And I, and I read, what is it, Chuck Austin? Was oh, that no. His stuff, like... um. The Draco? Oh, Andy. <laughs> so bad. 
So I started reading around Uncanny 400. So, like, so Uncanny 398 is when I started reading. And so um, he was in 400. I can picture him on the cover. And I know he was in the Draco where he was one of the main characters. And I know that Holy War, he was one of the main characters on that, I believe. And, and so basically what I know about him is from all that and, you know, Messiah War, the return of hope. Mm-hmm. And so I am really looking forward to being reintroduced to this character because I don't know what he's supposed to be like. So other than the X-Men cartoon. Now, I think my biggest complaint about comics nowadays is that you never get to know who the character really is. You just get to know what they can do. Mm. So I think this is what kills me about Spider-Man because I'm not I I am truly getting to know the character of Doc Ock, which is is different than um you know, Iron Man. I'm right now in that story, I'm not getting to know him. Thor, it's arguable. Captain America, more so arguable that you that you're getting to know him. But you know, Pete, I want to get to know Pete more. I don't want to get to know Doc Ock. So when Nightcrawler comes back, because he doesn't have his own title and because it's a um, it's a team book, I don't know if I'm gonna get to know him or if he's just gonna be a plot device or uh machination inside whatever story they're doing you know what i mean yeah you're not going to get those character moments that you could really have with him or with any character i would say that the character that i know the most currently right now is probably wolverine just because he's in so many books you really get a good feel for the character no i really i love what you're saying here man this is really good so i mean I, as much as it pains me, I might have to really go back and read all the Claremont stuff to really get to know these characters. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's the Nightcrawler that everybody knows and loves. It's that classic swashbuckling, happy-go-lucky, beer-drinking with Wolverine Nightcrawler. He's just, he was, he's just a fun character. But if your your understanding of him is all that Chuck Austin junk, ooh, like the brooding. Um, can't decide if he wants to be a priest or not. Heaven right. hell stuff. It's right. like that's exactly. not Nightcrawler. Yeah. So it, I, I'm really looking forward to being reintroduced to the character, but I don't know if Jason Aaron is really the the writer that I want yeah. to reintroduce me. Did you watch Wolverine and the X Men cartoon? Yes. Yeah. That was a pretty good. Um, I think that combined with the X Men Evolution. Nightcrawler, even though it was a teenager and he was a little more slapsticky, those two together was a good amalgamation of of who Nightcrawler is. Yeah, I'll have to go back and and rewatch that. Um, I don't know if that's on Netflix. I just did that this summer. I picked them. I own the series and I like watched it all in three or four days. I just love that show. But it it was pretty good. It took me half a season to actually get into it because, but as soon as I figured out that they really had a plan. I was hooked. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Cancel it with the age of apocalypse coming. It's so sad. Yeah. They, they like cancel. They're like, they get a new, they feel like they don't have an invested audience for the cartoon stuff. Well, it was, it was out of house. It wasn't in house with Marvel. Uh, Same thing with Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So now they have everything back in house. So 
They're doing Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers Assemble, and Hulk Agents of Smash. They're all in-house. They all have the same writing style, the same art style, all that stuff now. And they all suck. <laughs> the Spider-Man one is okay. I tell you what, I recently watched... I think we talked about this before. I recently watched the uh, the Earth's Mightiest Heroes Avengers with, with the first one with Spider-Man in it. Oh yeah. my goodness, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. But you I didn't watch I couldn't the last believe it. one, though. Remember I told you he was in the last episode, too. He's in the last one? Okay, I'll check out the last one. I could put it in the Dropbox for you. <laughs> no, I got it. It's on Netflix. I'll grab it. Oh, it's on Netflix? Awesome. Yeah. All right, uh, weekly webcomics. What do you think this is doing to the industry? Your impressions, not the content, but what do you think about that? I don't really see a need for it. I don't either. It's just like another... It's really just another title. Right, it's another title, but they're limiting it's a, the exposure. So you have to go to to read everything. It's yeah. killing me. It's killing me because I haven't done it yet. It's not killing you. I need to know everything that's going on. But I thought you dropped a bunch of, of stuff. Okay, I tried. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you back on? Yeah. That's okay. If that's if it if it makes you happy, it's <laughs> that bad. <laughs> I I really did try, but then I took a bunch of long trips, and I was like, hey, I can catch up on all these titles. <laughs> so are you all caught up on everything? I am almost – yeah, I have three books left, and I'll be totally caught up on every title except for probably Journey into Mystery, Defenders, Gambit legacy and deadpool yep so and yeah you don't really even probably need those other ones <laughs> oh no that's what i mean yeah those are the ones i purposely leave out okay so okay. i'll be caught up on every other thing nice yeah Man, marvel loves you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah man that wolverine title's a dog though by paul cornell yeah Oh, it's terrible. Are you reading it? Because it's got Storm. Just the issues with Storm I'm reading, yeah. Okay, all right. It's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, all right. We're 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 Man, we are, we are going long, but this is a good conversation. Let's, uh, you want to hit some current events? Yeah, I mean, like, have you eaten? Are you hungry? <laughs> what makes you get the food? <laughs> I am hungry, but I'm good to go. Let's, as you would say, punch it! All right. Right, current events. You know what? I have to thank Aaron out there, our buddy, Aaron Chappelle. Yeah. Uh, I think, he, didn't he write uh, a suggestion that maybe we go over some different corners in the Marvel Universe and kind of catch up on those things? He did. And we also had some questions posted um, since we started recording the podcast. Oh, you want to? Okay, let's go over some questions and then we, we're kind of going over... Um, we're kind of catching up on two different corners in the Marvel Universe, and I think next time we'll catch up on a, on a, a couple other two and kind of cycle through that way and uh, do a rotation and maybe throw in some retro reviews in there sometime too because a lot of people have requested that. Sweet. Yeah, I thought you would enjoy that. Love it. Love All right, so where are your questions here? 
Uh, well, Kevin McVick, McVicker says, I'd be interested in your prediction of possible fallout from Infinity. Obviously not interested enough to call and leave a voicemail, but still interested. So we're not going to talk about that. Because <laughs> his phone works and he lives in America. Because <laughs> he lives in America. However, Michael Ball does not live in America, and it does cost him to make a phone call. So he typed some questions, which I would love to be able to help him out and answer. Are you really not going to address Kevin's questions? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're so vindictive. You take that, McVicker. <laughs> <laughs> you want this question answered, you call. <laughs> All right. So Michael Ball says, uh, if each of you were to be a supervillain, what would your names be and which heroes would you like to successfully kill? <laughs> wow, that's pretty dark. <laughs> so if you want to go first. Oh, man, I didn't even read these. Let's see. Um, okay, this is off the top of my head, Michael. So um, if, if supervillain, what would my name be? I like. I they probably already have a character in the Marvel U, the Mad Hatter. Oh, that's DC. Is it? Oh, Andy. <laughs> well, just I mean, I think both both universes have White Rabbit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, something like that. Uh, I think maybe or either that or the Witness. I think I would like that. The Witness. And I think that I would like to successfully kill the Punisher to make a name for myself. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. How about yourself? Um, I'd probably be called Hot Stuff, which would just be <laughs> self-explanatory. I understand. Bunch um, of hot stuff. And what I would do is I would resurrect the sentry and kill him again. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was taking a drink. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'd probably like to do? I would actually like to go around and kill all the supervillains that I deemed were the most powerful. Like Purple Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you could put the sentry in there, the wizard. Like, just go and totally just kill him and say, "Oh my goodness, you want to mess with this guy? You know, how are we gonna stop him?" So you'd be a, a villain killer. Yeah, but then I would eventually go after the superheroes when I thought that they, you know, crossed the line or whatever. And that'd be Punisher. Yeah, absolutely. All right, question two. If you could cancel and start one title, which would it be? Are you asking me, or are you, or are you thinking? No, I'm asking you. That's okay. what I think. I, I would. I think I would cancel uh, the Hopeless Defenders or whatever they're called. Oh uh, yeah. And the fearless defenders. The fearless. <laughs> they're just hopeless. <laughs> the fearless defenders. Their covers are nice, but I mean, you know, whatever. Um. I would cancel that, and I would start. I would. It would be a solo title. It would probably be. Uh, not a Hank Pym book. 
by any oh, means. Gosh. <laughs> but like a, a lesser known, a Bela, probably a Luke Cage book. Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I would go for canceling Uncanny X-Force. And because it just sucks. Oh, it's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. And I would, st- of course, the easy answer would be to start a storm title. But so I'd do that. But then I'd do another one. I think I'd like to see a Dazzler title. Why? Because she doesn't really have a she's doing this whole shield thing, but she's really good on her own. She could kind of. She could do her own thing. Would you do it in her current shield position or no? No, no, she needs to go back to, she needs to be like, like a Spider-Man or Iron Fist or somebody that just works on their own and does their own thing. I think that'd be cool. That would be interesting. Yeah. I think I might like a Sunspot Cannonball book, like a, like a, a duo book. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. I could do that, like Bosom Buddies. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That'd be fun. I really would, I, if I was going to restart one, or if I wanted to have the, if I wasn't writing it, I would love to have an Iron Fist book or a Moon Knight book again. Kind of like, a, would you put them together, like Heroes for Hire, or separate? Oh, no, no, no. The two of them? No. I wouldn't put them together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know what would be good. A uh, what if? No. Why? That's a waste of paper. Oh, I love the old what-ifs. The new what-ifs suck, but the old ones were good. No, why are you going to waste your time? That's like people saying, hey, if we really could do this, if if this would sell, then we'll do it. It's, I don't know. All right, question number three. With comic book movies becoming increasingly popular, do you think comics are no longer seen as a geeky medium and to, and to laughed at by the large population? I think that um, at first, on the surface, they're seen as not a geeky thing, but as soon as you ask a follow-up question, that goes right out the window. Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, you like Captain America? That's awesome. What did you think of the movie? Oh, it was good, but, you know, it didn't live up to Brubaker's run on, you know, the, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I don't know who Union Jack is. I, <laughs> you know what? I'm not that interested in you. Yeah. 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 I think it. I think what's cool right now is superhero <laughs> movies, but not comic books. I think people are just fascinated with the whole transhumanism, the ability of human humanity to rise above the physical limitations that we have and the yep. frailty of our human body. I think that's what it, it's an escape. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. So, yes, uh, Michael, we uh, we still think comics are seen as a geeky medium, but who cares? Yeah, I would say so, because when Watchmen came out and they found out that these people weren't, you know, they, they were in the same situations that every other human is and even more so mired in a right versus wrong struggle that they couldn't figure out, people didn't like that movie. For which one? For Watchmen. Oh, I didn't see it. Really? Yeah, it looked a little rough. It was rated R for everything it could be. <laughs> yes, but it was it was a fantastic film. But the the critics 
Well, the public didn't like it because they watched it and they were like, wait a minute, this isn't a superhero movie. You're like, absolutely, no, it's not. It's a, it's a socio-economic movie. Or, you know, it's about war and morality. It's a philosophical look at does might make right or is there an ultimate good? Is there objective truth? You know, all that stuff. Uh, that hurts my head. Oh, I can't, can't watch that. And then there's, you know, the blue thing. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, yes. No, that wasn't cool. Put on some clothes, <laughs> Manhattan. Put on some clothes. All right. We done with questions? Yes. So All Kevin, right. Thank like you. And give us a call. Tina. <laughs> Vicker, we, I, I'll see if I can sneak in an answer to your question. <gasps> Don't you dare. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So. Current events, we're going to touch on the X-Men world corner of the Marvel Universe and the Avengers corner of the Marvel Universe leading up to Infinity. So uh, you want to go first or me? You can go first. Okay. All right. Avengers, I'm going to tackle Avengers, New Avengers, and Secret Avengers kind of plays a part of this. Secret Avengers is Spencer's uh, look at pretty much so far um, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and some of the other characters... Um, and how they interact with the nation-state of AIM. And uh, Hickman kind of set that up in his Fantastic Four and FF run. AIM now has their own island. They're a recognized nation-state in the UN, and um, this is the espionage-level look at that. Um, It kind of plays a a role because AIM is in the Avengers proper title um, because they're all scientists and they're trying to figure out what Ex Nihilo is sending down to Earth to grow um uh avengers arena doesn't count in this uncanny avengers is it doesn't count uh, avengers arena doesn't yeah it's not in the whole you know the real avengers corner of the universe the big storyline that's going on it says avengers right well anything that says avengers has to be avengers <laughs> no no <laughs> avengers ai no uh uncanny avengers i was really disappointed uncanny avengers is touted as the flagship title for the marvel now it's probably one of the worst ones out <laughs> right i think it's kind of like when joss whedon took astonishing x-men it was touted as this is the the flagship x-men title which when is really it wasn't so weird because Cassidy was on both of them. Yeah, they take their big names and they say that this is what's important because we tell you it's important. But when you look around, that's not what's important. Well, that's that's getting a little bit better with the Apocalypse stuff. But we're going to focus on New Avengers and then the Avengers proper book because that's leading up to Infinity, which is the next um, event. All right. New Avengers book is dealing with a crisis of multiple Earths and universes occupying the same spot at the same time. It can't be done. And so the universe that is being encroached upon is subsequently destroyed. In response to this threat, the Illuminati have rejoined with Beast taking Professor X's place in order to make the tough decisions of how to deal with this situation. With use of technology and magic, as well as the Infinity Gems, the team has decided that when the time comes, they will have to exterminate the other universe in order to save their own. This is not a decision that Cap agrees with, and therefore he is taken out and mind-wiped for the sake of their universe. 
In the Infinity Limited series, New Avengers will deal with the threat of Thanos attacking Earth while the Avengers are out in space gathering forces to deal with the threat of uh, someone called the Builders. One mystery that remains is who or what is causing the incursions in the multiverse. So basically, we have the first six or seven issues of New Avengers. The Illuminati uh, discovers with Black Panther that... um, there's the multiverse is is broken and all these universes are coming together and when it does the one that's crashing into the other one destroys the first one and so they kind of are invaded by a a reconnaissance force of a couple characters that come in and they don't know what's causing it or what's doing it but they have them imprisoned and they're getting all their details from them and so they have to decide well what are we going to do and they say, well, we're going to have to destroy the other universe. That's the only thing we can do. And we have to figure out a way to do that. Now, they're not even confident that they can do that. But Cap says, no, that's unacceptable. This is what sets us apart. We do what's right even during the tough decisions. And amazingly enough, Black Panther, who was against the group to begin with because he just, he, he didn't he thought it was wrong to send the Hulk into space way back when. Uh, so... Uh, Black Panther, Namor, not surprisingly, um, Beast, Tony Stark, and Reed Richards, and Black Bolt all say, yeah, no, we have to destroy them. So it, it's a pretty interesting series so far. Mm. Thoughts? No? Yes? Are you reading this? Well, I've got them all, but I feel like it's I need to sit down and read them all together. Yeah, probably. You know? Probably you do. Because I, I read the first three issues of both Avengers and New Avengers, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm getting discombobulated waiting month to month to remember what happened. So yeah, but when it, dub- to- when it double ships, I feel like there's way ju- too much information. Like, New Avengers doesn't double ship, but Avengers does. Okay. I just can't keep up. So, that's what I need to do. All right. Well, the uh, well now you know at least a little bit of context what's going on when you sit down to read it. Well, now I might as well not read it because you just spoiled it. Okay. Well, you you had the agenda ahead of time. So you could have <laughs> said no. Let's not do that. <laughs> All right. The Avengers proper title up until this point has been mainly about introducing and highlighting some of the lesser known members of the eighteen strong <laughs> Avengers roster. Smasher, Hyperion, Captain Universe. The series also introduced Ex Nilo and his cohorts on Mars, whose goal was to destroy and create new life in the universe. This was put to an end by Captain Universe confronting the Ex Nilo being. Ex Nilo means out of nothing. So, like when they say that God created the universe, Ex Nilo, it means that God created the universe out of nothing. Just ah. also. We have the introduction of the new universe characters Starbrand and Nightmask during the last white event. These two characters are currently held in Tony Stark's Dyson sphere that he's building, orbiting the sun, because during their battle with the Avengers, they accidentally destroyed the living consciousness of Earth. It's important to note that there was a flaw in this last white event causing Kevin Connor to be chosen as the star brand instead of a more qualified candidate. The latest we've seen is that Ex Nilo, Abyss, which is another uh, person on Mars, Nightmask, and Starbrand have all joined the Avengers in order to make them bigger. 
That is the whole purpose of this. Remember at the end of um, uh, AVX, they said, okay, we have to make the Avengers bigger to deal with any kind of threat. The purpose of making them bigger is to be able to deal with any level threat against Earth or beyond. Infinity will focus on this team going into space to deal with the Builders. This will, of course, leave Earth vulnerable to Thanos' attack. Uh, who are the Builders, you ask? Crate <laughs> online. What? Sorry, I was asking that. I'm glad you heard me. Yes, yes. Crave Online puts it best. The Builders, the very first race of sentient beings to exist in any universe, at first they simply attempt to better themselves, but soon they decide that all other races which couldn't evolve into what the Builders wanted needed to be eviscerated. To do this, the Builders created robots to fly throughout the universe and either create life or destroy it. One particular death machine founded a planet that he wanted to see evolve. So he created Ex Nihilo and his sister, Abyss, and this is all told within the first few pages of Avengers number two. You're going really far back. Well, I mean, it's all, you know how Hickman writes, man. Everything is all connected. And Avengers is double shipping. So what this is going to do is tie into Infinity. It's going to tie into Nova, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thanos Rising. Uh, and, you know, right now in Guardians of the Galaxy, they find out that there's an embargo on Earth. Everyone is, is supposed to stay away from Earth. No alien contact. And um, we find out that the Spartax King, who is um, Star-Lord's father may have some things up his sleeve. And so we're not sure how exactly how this is going to fit into Infinity, um, but we do know that Nova, Infinity, and Thanos Rising all have something to do with Infinity. Whoa, well, you're going to make my reviews look like crap. No, nonsense, nonsense. Now, to answer, to touch on mcvicker's thing i have no idea hey 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 hey, hey. I, I, well, I just want to say i have no <laughs> idea what's going to happen with infinity i i read an interview with brevort and he said that just as age of ultron dealt with time infinity is going to deal with space now i don't think he's talking about outer space i think he's talking about space in general like the three dimensions of space and an encroachment on space and who owns what um and so i think what they're trying to do is is trying to tell the reader, hey, everything that we talked about, Civil War, let's take for example, that's just happening on one planet. But there are so many more things going on. It's kind of like how sometimes you read about um, the characters and the heroes in England, you know, MI-13 and Pete Wisdom and all that, uh -huh. and Captain Britain. Well, in my mind, I'm kind of like, well, I don't care what happens over there because it's in England. There's a whole bigger world. Well, I think they're taking that metaphor in that concentric circle and making it a little bit bigger and saying, hey, the heroes that you read about, that's just on Earth. There's so much more that's going on. But don't we already know that? Well, I mean, we get reminded of it from time to time with the Annihilation Wave and Conquest and Guardians of the Galaxy. But they seem – I haven't heard many people talking about Abnett and Lanning's run – or their, you know, their space opera at all, you know? I think I think they, they kind of said, okay, we're going to ignore what happened in the past because we're going to make this ramp up and in tandem with 
not just space and not just the movies, not just the cinematic universe, but also the multiverse that Marvel has. And I think it may play a part in, you know, the Hunger series that's going on in the 1610 universe. So I don't know. I don't know. It remains to be seen. So you think that it's connected with Hunger? I think in a roundabout way it, it may be because he said Age of Ultron dealt with time. Well, they broke the time-space continuum. So uh, Galactus went into the 1610 universe, but that has nothing to do with time. That has to do with space. That has to do with am I in this space or that space? And then New Avengers has to do with the same thing. Is that Earth coming over and, and you know having a cataclysmic effect on on this earth so i think that there's a good possibility it may Hmm. well i don't know it's just weird to me because it seems like such a uh, an easy analog to crisis on infinite earths like i don't know why they would do this hopefully they're not Right, but it's almost the same thing. You remember the cover to Crisis on Infinite Earths, how it had the Earths lined up and then like they were kind of out of phase and smashing into each other? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what is happening in New Avengers, and then this thing is called Infinity. <sighs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of disconcerting when you look at it that way. I mean, it may be, it may be leading up to a total reboot uh, it may be leading up to a consolidation of the entire multiverse into one universe, because we know that we know that uh, Miguel O'Hare is coming back, and we and uh, it, there's a rumor that um, that Miles Morales is coming to the six one six also. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I I, I respect Hickman as a writer. And so I'll read what he he's writing and the story that he's weaving. But beyond that, I don't know if I like where the history of the Marvel Universe is going. I'm with you. I don't really care for it either. All right, man. What's going on in the X-Men corner of the universe? Well, I don't really want to talk about it now because yours was so good and well thought out. No, no. I was just trying to write mine down so that, you know, I didn't ramble on. Yeah, who was that that was... Was that Aaron? That's again Aaron who made a very constructive criticism. (laughs) (laughs) We're just teasing you, Aaron. Oh, it's great. It's great. The feedback he gave was wonderful. It was good. Um, okay, well, I just have, like, a line for each title. <laughs> Go for it, man. Go for it. In the X-Men world, we have Gambit got canceled. <laughs> then we have Astonishing X-Men. I put, who cares, getting canceled. Because Astonishing X-Men, it's like, I know they're, I don't read it. I just follow the bits and pieces that come out. I know all of Iceman's former flame showed back up, and there was drama there. But it's really just kind of like, not my cup of tea. And I don't even like tea, so it's just not for me. Got it. Um, Uncanny X-Men is Cyclops' team. Him and Emma and Magneto and Magic. Those are the four head honchos of that team. Um, their powers are kind of on the fritz. They just got back from hell. Uh, their job is that they're kind of out there recruiting new mutants on their team. Uh, but we have this new storyline with Dazzler. She's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. 
and uh, trying to infiltrate the team and um, get some answers for S.H.I.E.L.D. But we found out in the last issue that Mystique is impersonating Dazzler. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, do you think that she killed her or no? No, she didn't kill her. And if she did kill her, Dazzler, one of Dazzler's powers is to come back from being dead. So <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I don't think she killed her. As much as Brian Bendis loves her, I don't think he'd do that. Uh, but I think it's going to be good because I love Mystique. And she's been in like every X-Men book in the past six months. So He, he must stuff. love her too. Yeah. Yeah, everybody loves Mystique. Um, X, the title called X-Men is the best title out there right now. It's all the chick X-Men as they take on, um, Arkea, who is John Sublime's sister. They just wrapped up a three-issue story arc and finally defeated her, they think. But there's some tension between Storm and Rachel, and it looks like they're going to have a fight. And it's just a great, great drawn book, great written book. Love it. Love it. Um, all new X Men. Uh, the new the new class is still in town, still kind of doing their thing at the Wolverine and Jean Grey school. But this kind of focuses more on these five X Men. Um, and in the last issue, Beast and Jean strike up a relationship. Who knows where that's going? That was it. Seemed very very forced. That Beast just happened to be thinking about all those years ago. That, I mean regular. 616 Beast, grown-up Beast, mutated Beast. He was thinking, while he was around little kid Jean Grey, original kid Jean Grey, uh, he was thinking about how much he loved her or he should have started a relationship with her when they were younger. She happens to pick up on these, so these thoughts that he's just randomly thinking at this time, so she goes and pursues original Team Beast. It's crazy. You didn't, you didn't like that? No, I did not like that at all. Did you really? like that? Yeah, I did. Are you still more of a uncanny and not all new? No, I don't like uncanny really. I love all new, but I don't really care for that. I, I just how are you? They're just redoing all of the past. How can you redo that and not have ramifications on the future? Don't you trust Bendis? No. <laughs> really? Do you? Yeah, I do. You trust Bendis? I think he's got stuff planned out way in advance. He might, but I feel like they give him uh, so much reign that he gets to do whatever he wants to do, and they don't always consider the consequences. Well, that's true with anybody, but yeah, I, I think Not that... with anybody. I don't think it's with anybody. I don't think they consider the consequences with anybody. But I think they give more of a free, oh, you're Brian Bendis, you do whatever you want. I do agree. I do agree with that. You're Rick Remender. You're kind of the hot thing right now. You can do almost anything you want. Yeah. That's... Chris Claremont, you suck. You can't do anything. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, X-Men Forever. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, do that. Um, okay, so there's that. Uh, Uncanny Avengers. The team has split up because of Wolverine's murderous past with X-Force. Um, so the two teams are split up, but they're trying to hunt down a po the Apocalypse Twins. But the Apocalypse Twins have risen Century, Banshee, Dokken, and Grim Reaper from the dead, and they are the new four horsemen. Dun-dun-dun. Did you like these last couple issues? I thought, it, I thought they were okay. I thought they were okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. 
I didn't love them, but I didn't hate them. I just thought, I want to see what happens. But I do find myself wanting to see what happens next. So I guess that's good. Yeah. Now, where's the Apocalypse Kid? Where's Kid Apocalypse Genesis? He's at the Wolverine School. I haven't seen him in a while. He He's kind of a background character. If you, if you read Wolverine and the X-Men and all new X-Men, you'll just see his head pop up every once in a while in the background. Man, they had so much potential with Angel versus, you know, like the two characters, Genesis and Angel. I don't know. They they had a lot of potential for growing there and a little dichotomy and choosing how they were going to grow up. It was weird. It, it might not be done. Yeah. You, like you, you know, Rick Remender, he thinks everything out. Um, da, 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 da. Then we've got Cable and X-Force. The Avengers have captured Cable, um, who's receiving all these premonitions from the future. And so the team is working to try and get him back. However, Hope and Blacksmith are in the future with Lady Strife, who reveals that she is the one sending these premonitions to Cable, and also reveals that she's the future version of Hope. That was kind of cool. I like that. I did. I, I don't know how this, along with the time traveling in all new X-Men, uh, there's so, so much time traveling still going on, but yet the time continuum is broken. I don't, I don't know. Right. They seem to still be t- traveling through time just fine without any problems. Well, hopefully it all comes to a head, you know? Yeah, when they do crisis, <laughs> like you said. Um, Uncanny X-Force is just a mess. It's not really even a team. Phantom X has split into three, and Psylocke has a love square going on with all three of them. It's it's just a hot mess. It's so awful. I hate it. <laughs> it's just crap. It's, oh my gosh. It's a disaster. Um... Wolverine and the X-Men, we've got Wolverine's team has infiltrated the Hellfire Club, and Husk is crazy. In the last issue, it looks like she might have killed Toad. We're going to find out. Uh, Kid Krakoa is with them, as it looks like they're ramping up to the ultimate final battle with the Hellfire Club. And there's lots of different little subplots going on as well. It's not just one big story. There's all these little stories going on, too. So it's very... There's a lot going on in the book. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, I think those are all the X titles. There are a lot of them, but I think, I think I got them all. No, good job. Right on. Now, uh, I'm looking back over my Tina's. What do you, (laughs) uh, let's see here. What do you think about Battle of the Atom coming up? Is that why you're asking, based on your Tina's? Sadly, yes. Uh, Battle of the Atom, I believe, says that you better be good to me. <laughs> I'll be your private dancer, because you got to show some respect to the character. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's another time-traveling story, right? Yeah. Yeah, so guess the time continuum's okay. Yeah, but I think that um, they said, you know, we're going to see a lot more of this time traveling stuff and the effects of why we can't travel through time as much, and it's going to, you know, wax and wane. But it's gonna, it's gonna come back. They're gonna pull it back, buddy. 
I mean, I'm going to give it a try. I would rather it be presented as its own miniseries than in the issues itself. Um, like one of the one of the people, one of the ladies that we worked with on Freezer Burn, she, after talking with us and being in the movie, she decided that she wants to start. She wanted to start a title fresh, and she went in the comic book store and they recommended X Men. So she picked up X Men. It was the first issue. It was the all ladies, and so. I've been reading this title, trying to read it through Patty's eyes. And what is she seeing? What are her questions? I answer questions for her, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that would kind of be hard to to understand what's going on. And with Battle of the Atom, they're just, they're, the titles aren't flowing into each other. It's kind of like when they did, it's kind of like the miniseries Messiah Complex or Executioner Song, where all of a sudden your title just is part four of a 12-part series, and you have no idea what's going on unless you read the other one. And that's what X-Men is getting ready to do. It's going to be part five or six or something. And I'm like, Patty's not going to have any idea what's going on. There are all these new characters, future characters. Basically, none of the characters that she's used to are in this title. And that's that's not going to be something that makes her want to read the next issue. That's going to make her say, oh, well, I tried to get into comics, but it's too confusing. I don't yeah. want to do it. So when you say Battle of Adam, that's what comes up first is, like, what about Patty? What about the new people? Well, but, yeah, like, I wish they, they would take their time and kind of draw it all out and say, all right, here are the characters and here how it all interplays. I don't know. These events seem thrust together. You know, I know we've, we're at, like, issue 14 or 15 of all new X-Men, but it still seems too rushed, right? Well, it's fine to be at the issue 15 or whatever, but don't make issue 16 part 7 of a 12-issue, basically 12-issue miniseries. Make it a miniseries. Don't put it in this and let these, let these you know, the seven X-Men titles have the ramifications after the miniseries. What do you think about them running two, two, two events at the same time? Oh, with Infinity. Well, it doesn't sound like the, X, the X-Men are only going to have a, a, a short miniseries with Infinity. So it doesn't sound like they're going to have a huge role in it. So if you were editorial, if you were Marvel, would you say, okay, we're going to put out something for both sides of our fan base at the same time so that there's events for both of them? Or are you going to say, look, we don't want to compete with ourselves. We're going to do this event first. Now, event meaning that the event has its core book, like Infinity Number 1, Battle of the Atom Number 1, Number 2, Number 3, instead of all the tie-ins. Because it looks like what they're doing is saying, okay, Infinity is going to be its own title, its own limited series, and Battle of the Atom is going to be the crossover event. Mm-hmm. Would would you do it that way, or would you have two event series at the same time overlapping for the majority of its time and saying, and do you think that that would cannibalize your audience? Well, I think what I would do is I would make sure Marvel has a direction. Because... Marvel has told us since the Avengers movie came out that it's a shared universe and the X-Men and Avengers with having that battle X-Men versus Avengers and then making the X plus the the A plus X title that these guys exist in the same universe and and then throwing also uncanny Avengers as a title they're really trying to put the X-Men and Avengers universes together right right that's what they're showing right and now they're like, but for this, totally separate. They're, we're going to go back five years ago and have just an Avengers 
with the rest of the Marvel Universe miniseries and exclude the X-Men. And we're going to have an X-Men miniseries totally excluding the Avengers. It's like, which way are you going? Are we together? Are we not together? Are we on the same team? Are we not on the same team? It's It just seems like the pendulum is going back and forth and back and forth, and they can't make up their mind what they want to do. If, so if, would every event have to include both of them, or could they have some separate? I think they, they should definitely have some separate, but if you're going to have an event like Infinity, where if it's going to be at the scale that they say it's going to be at, get half the heroes off the Earth, and then Thanos can come to Earth, that if the X-Men are still on Earth and it's that big of a deal, they would be involved. The X-Men may show up in the new Avengers title. We don't know who's going to be left and who's gonna, who that book's going to have in it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Very well could be. I just don't see a lot of promotion for that part. Yeah. But what would you do? I would, from a business standpoint, if you say... If you say, okay, X amount of comics are going to be sold, and that's the ceiling. If if that were the case, that you would say, okay, we would only sell, let's say, 100 comics, you know, easy number, then I would run one event at a time. But if you said, okay, we we're selling, currently selling 100 comics, but if we run two events, we may be able to sell 200 comics, then why not run them at the same time? Have two limited series, proper titles, and then, you know, run your tie-ins or whatever. See, but personally, my, my follow-up question to you would be, do you, you say the pendulum swings back and forth. I know you want just one direction, but do you care where it lands? To me, I'd rather the teams be separate. I would too. Okay. I would, but, but what... But with every once in a while having the acknowledgement of, yes, we are in a shared universe, you know, stuff like, you know, when the X-Men are in New York City, you see Spider-Man swing by or they stop by at the Avengers mansion or, or stuff like that. There's acknowledgement and every once in a while there's a team up or something like that. But for the most part, the Avengers stay the Avengers and the X-Men stay the X-Men. I think that they've handled it pretty well for the most part. They, I mean, when the Avengers need to get involved, over the past, let's say, over the past five to ten years, they've handled it pretty well because they say, all right, well, the Avengers wouldn't get involved in this because it's an X-Men matter and they really wouldn't know or really wouldn't care. You know, so you can say that World War Hulk, they did okay. Fear itself, they did okay because everybody was involved. Um, Siege, maybe. Secret Invasion, I think they did okay. Civil War, maybe not. <laughs> you know, because it seems like everybody would be affected by that. The um, Utopia X, the Dark Avengers vs. X-Men, I think that they, they did a good job there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think that they've appropriately chosen when the other teams need to be involved. Uh, AVX was the, the climax, and I loved what Scott said to Captain America. He said, you know, it doesn't matter what we go through. You say you're here for us, but we've gone through all this crap, and you've never been there. You don't even know what we go through. And, you know, and that's true. They don't know. But I think that they shouldn't – I mean, that doesn't mean like, oh, okay, let's go make sure that they're doing okay. Is everything cool? Okay. You know, I, I kind of like how it is now. And I think that they're choosing appropriately. And if if they do show up 
as a earth level threat that the X-Men should react a little bit. And this will kind of be the first event after we've been told that. So we'll see, you know? Yeah, we'll see. You sound so skeptical. Oh, well, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm very skeptical <clears throat> to see what happens. Yeah, it'll be okay. I I think it'll be all right. The only title that I I have a question in my mind is Uncanny X, uh, Uncanny Avengers. You know, it's kind of like, well, what are they gonna do? You know, are they just gonna keep going after the Apocalypse Twins, or are they actually going to say, yeah, here's a, you know, we gotta fight somewhere, even either the builders or I don't know, man. It's so weird because Infinity seems like such a high concept. So the Infinity Limited series, the Avengers title, the new Avengers title, it's almost as if, like, it's very highbrow, you know? Yeah. And then the X-Men books are more layman, you know? Kind of, you got the common man, here's, I mean, even though time travel is not, but you got the crime and you got the intrigue and it's kind of like what's going on and you're trying to figure it out and there's a lot more fighting, there's a lot more infighting, but... Over on the Avengers side and the new Avengers side, it's like, okay, well, what if, then how would we deal with this? You know? So I think it it's just what taste. And and I, I personally don't want to mix the two of those because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make it seem fake on both sides. Yes, I agree. So I'm kind of content with how it is. Um. And so when I want to feel smart, I'll read Avengers. And when I want to see action and get some character development, I'll read X-Men, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I want to be totally ticked off, I'll read Slot Spider-Man Run. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so next time we'll talk about the Spider-Man universe then, right? Yeah, we'll talk about Spider-Man. We'll probably talk about uh, Marvel heroes in general. Okay. I got some work to do. Yes, indeed. All right, buddy. You uh, ready for some Tina's? The Tina Award. The Tina Award. Okay. These Tina's are going to be tougher. How many you got? I have three. Okay, I got three as well. We just didn't do specific issue, so... Right. Right, right. Okay, so uh, my number one is show some respect. Oh, gosh. This one's going to be tough, buddy. <laughs> Avengers title or X-Men title? Uh, Avengers. Okay. Uh, Uncanny Avengers. No. Secret Avengers. <laughs> no. Regular Avengers. No. Nope. What other are there? New Avengers? New Avengers! Yay! Yay! Which one is Is that the with the Illuminati group? Yes. Show some respect. Yeah, that's, that's why I picked that one. Yeah, I it so. was uh, them mind wiping Cap because he he told them, hey, no, you can't kill the other universe, and they were like, what? Forget you. You didn't even let me finish. I was getting ready to say that. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so one cool. point for me. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I'll get a point. 
I think mine are a little easier. Two people. Two people have a skin together and love one another. Save it for a brain. Some people gotta stay forever and give one another shelter. I'm going to go with Beast and Jean Grey. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Great yeah. It's, uh, you know, that didn't have as much of an impact on me because I'm kind of rediscovering the X-Men from, I mean, this was a good starting point for me to get to know all the characters and everything, you know, and like the interplay between how Jean feels. It, it finally feels like I'm not jumping into a story halfway. With all new X-Men? Yeah. Yeah, but... You're learning the characters the wrong way. <laughs> I, I, I understand what you mean, even though it sounds silly to, to hear you say that because, you know, everybody interacts with it on a different level. But I do understand that it's not, you know, it's, it's not a reboot. And so all this stuff didn't happen and now it's happening. So, yeah, it is kind of backwards. <sighs> yeah, it's just. After your comment with about Nightcrawler, and now you're learning about how the original X-Men are. Like, no! This is not how they are. <laughs> this is not how Nightcrawler is. Um, my number two. I'm ready. That would be Battle of the Atom. Mm, no. <laughs> I'm ready. That would be Avengers. Nope. Is it an X-Men book? Yes. I talked about the X-Men books. Right. It, it was in State of the Union. Oh, let me go. <laughs> um... That would be, you are ready for an X-Men Marvel Knights book. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, oh, Amazing X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, oh, what? You're ready for Nightcrawler. Yeah, I'm ready for <laughs> Nightcrawler to come back. Uh... <laughs> the last time we saw him, it was <laughs> our, our show Bastion, He Lives in You. Yep, He Lives in You. That's the most memorable Teen Award ever. <laughs> cracks me up every time every time i'm scrolling through itunes and i see that i, I can picture the <laughs> i can picture it in my in my mind with the yeah. van and then him laying on the ground and everything and i see his arm just right through his chest yep it's great or <laughs> <laughs> nightcrawler oh he died well did he didn't he how do you think they're gonna bring him back i don't know i have no idea like, I mean, you want to take him out of heaven? That doesn't make sense. So he's obviously in hell, so you want to rescue him. But why is he in hell? He he teleported at the last minute, and it was an evil doppelganger that did that. 
I, I don't whatever. Not at all. I think it has something to do with Azazel. Does it have something to do with all those bamps? That's what I want to know. Yeah, we're supposed to find out what uh, who those guys are and where they came from, all that stuff. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. If you have all, if you have enough mysteries and you leave them alone for a while, people will forget that they're even mysteries. And that's what Claremont did. Yep. So, okay. Complicated disaster. Is that next men? Yes. All new. Um, is it all new X Men? No. Battle of the Atom? No. Wolverine the X Men? No. Oh, Uncanny X Force? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It doesn't <laughs> make sense. They split him apart, and then they're all different characters, and now they're talking about putting them all together again. Yeah, and, and Psylocke's a lesbian, and. Where did this come from? See, this is the thing. Okay, this is there was a Star Trek episode about this. It's like, what would you do if you were put in a situation where your lover was divided into three different people and one of them was a girl and you were a girl? Like, no one can relate to that. That's never that's never going to happen, ever. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> that's not the response I expected from you. No, no. My thing is, I didn't know that Star Trek did that. Like, they just straight up stole that. No, Star Trek, no. Star Trek did, like, uh, like a symbiote, right? Okay, there was there were two species that lived together. Well, one lives a lot longer than the other. It's called a trill. Well, the host was a guy, and then his body died, and they put the, the symbiote, the other organism, inside a girl for the next one. Oh. Uh. Well, that new girl ran into her, her wife. <laughs> so it's like, oh, what would you do if the person you loved was a girl because you changed gender? It's like because a, a, an alien being was passed on to the next host body. Like, this is ridiculous. This is the problem I have with that new that new space station movie where they're floating in space. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Yes. We are scraping the bottom of the of the catastrophe disaster movies. Okay. Who in the world can relate to this? Oh, next time I'm an astronaut fixing something in space. Like that doesn't scare me because I'm never going to face that situation. Oh dude. I think that looks great. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like, because it's something we haven't seen before. And you're like, crap, how are they going to get out of that? They're never going to get out of that. That's nothing. They just die. That's it. But I don't believe I don't think so because you're not gonna pay Sandra Bullock twenty million dollars to be in your movie and kill her off in the trailer. Yes, they yes they are. They're gonna float. No. They're gonna float forever together, and they're gonna talk about a lot of stuff and 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 like face mortality and that that's it. That's what their movie is. It's like you're gonna face mortality, and then the the audience is going to be encouraged to well, what would you do in this situation? How would you face death? It's it's totally unrelatable because most of us face death unexpectedly. I don't think 
I think you're reading too much into it. <laughs> it's it, it seems like open waters to me, except oh. except way less of a chance of happening. Yeah, that one was a that was a depressing movie. I will never watch that movie because I will never go in the ocean. So I I don't want to. <laughs> there was a sequel. Not with the same people though. Well, no, because they're all dead. <laughs> Maybe the same sharks. Open water too. Everybody dies again. <laughs> Everybody dies harder. <laughs> <laughs> what was your What was your first Tino award? I'm trying to figure out. What? Two people. Two people. Got it. Okay. Sorry. All right. What's your last one? All right. What was this complicated disaster? Word. Could you pay attention to me? <laughs> Are we talking? <laughs> Are we doing a show? <laughs> okay. Don't rush the good things. Salvi Adam? Yes. Yes. Got it. It's good. It's good. How did you know that that was it? You know, <laughs> that uh, highly favored thing. I work out a lot. I drink a lot of fluids. I do. I've got a cap, uh, cup of Captain America water right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic news. Yeah, it's a cute little like Japanese version of Captain America. So, yeah. Pretty Those cool. Japanese, they think of everything. Oh, I love the Japanese. <laughs> they a, did good in Wolverine. It's a little racist. Uh, no, you calling Yukio ugly. That's racist. No, I mean, I didn't call all Japanese women racist. We know that you hate the Japanese. That's ridiculous. I do hate their food. You hate you hate almost all food. That was like the worst part of the movie. When Mariko and Wolverine make food at that safe house. I'm like, <laughs> that looked disgusting. You're insane. You and your food is is nuts, man. Dude, you don't even eat ice cream. I don't like ice cream. Oh, but you eat it. No, you don't like anything. Did you see the food that they were making? It looked all right to me. You don't like. You only eat macaroni and cheese and chicken fingers, buddy. No, no, no. I had wheat thins and cottage cheese today, and two bananas. <laughs> Out there, <laughs> all your food groups right there. <laughs> I take like twelve vi- vitamins a day. I'm getting I, everything I need. <laughs> it's it's insane. If they had a human chow, you would do it. It's like just give me a wafer with all the ingredients I need, and make it taste like rainbows, and you're good to go. That's <laughs> it. Only if they delivered it on the back of a unicorn. You're you are the target audience, the target demographic for for that. <laughs> they say that it's scientifically proven that people that are picky eaters have highly sensitive taste buds and people that like to eat anything their taste buds don't work okay so i am highly sensitive <laughs> <laughs> hey that's good to know yeah all right last one back where you started
Is it? Um, it could be. It could be Infinity and Battle of the Atom back where you started, like two separate things, not a not an integrated universe. No, it's one of the X titles I reviewed. Oh, okay. Um, this one's a little bit harder than my other two. Okay. All right. All right. Cable and X Force. Yeah. Okay. I gotta think why. Oh, because Hope is met herself. Yeah. Hey, whippa. As Jared would say, hacha. Hacha. That's great. Good job. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Well, I'm glad somebody is. (laughs) (laughs) I think your rabbits are probably proud of you. Oh, they're dead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You let their mother eat them. This is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for joining us for another illustrious episode Episode 57, long awaited. Hopefully we can do this, we can start to do this every two weeks because I'm going to be traveling a lot less. So that would be nice. I'll be traveling a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, We are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Go and order, pre-order all your single issues for 40, 50, 60, 70% off uh, cover price. It's fantastic. We love them. One low, low rate uh, uh, for shipping. Um, it's wonderful. Go there and use our code, one-time use only, Marvel P-O-L-8. That P-O-L, for those of you who can't figure it out, it's the beginning of the word politics. So Marvel Pol 8. And we are also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, where you can get Lots and lots and lots and lots of items at Office Depot for huge, significant savings. You can go to their website at crpsavings.com or look them up on Facebook at facebook.com slash community retail partnership. That's right. And you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can visit our website, marvel616politics.com. Follow us on Twitter, 616politics. You can give us a call. And leave us a question or a polite message at 616-755-TINA. You really think you're going to get a polite message from McVicker? Um, he better. He better be good <laughs> to me. He better call me up. And um, you can reach us on a daily basis uh, on our Facebook page, which is updated multiple times throughout the day. All your latest Marvel news at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. And once again, thank you. And until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. Hey, could I? Could we pause this for a second? My principal's calling me. Jared Mayo, you're so hot. Oh, I love you. Is it all right?